0: Welcome to the Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget. Now let's grow together. Welcome back to another episode of Bloom. I wanted to give you a little update on our garden and just share some similarities that I've discovered with the garden and my life lately. And I bet that some of these similarities are going to connect with you as well. But first, let me just start off to say that this little garden of ours is in its prime. It is thriving right now. We're going out every day to pick fresh vegetables and see what's in store it's kind of become our afternoon tradition to kind of head over there with the girls and see who can fill their baskets first with the ripest vegetables, the reddest tomatoes. It's been really, really fun. And it quickly turns into a little shouting match for dad's attention to come over and cut the biggest squash or spot this tomato. All you hear is dad, look at this one or dad, come here and see. I think dad is probably ready for all of us to go back at this point, but it's really been fun. And it's been fun to share with my family and really just check the progress and get to be a part of this experience with them. Some of our daily picks right now include squash and zucchini, a lot of different types of peppers, some that I've never even heard of before. I'll see if I can post a funny video. My husband actually tricked our oldest two daughters into eating some really hot spicy peppers and um, was quite a hysterical reaction. So I'll see if I can post that and you all can watch that as well. So pretty comical. They were certainly in for a surprise. I think we ran out of milk that night. But um, we've got squash and zucchini and peppers, tomatoes, cucumbers, okra. We've got some sunflowers that just popped open last week that are lining the outside edge of our garden. Soon we're going to have carrots. We have just regular orange carrots. I don't know what the variety is called, but um, we also planted some purple carrots, which are always really good. We've got some sweet potatoes and amame couple different types of beans and then corn. And then later this summer we'll have some watermelon and this fall we'll have a couple different varieties of pumpkins. So right now the pumpkins and watermelon are about the size of a whopper. They're so dang cute. The watermelon is real. You can already see the stripes on the melon and it's really fuzzy. It's definitely giving us something to look forward to in the next few months and it's been neat to watch and experience and see it from start to finish. Like I said, I had a garden growing up but I really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the process. So Now that I'm older, I'm really enjoying just watching this process. Another thing that I'm learning is how big pumpkin vines can get. They're huge. We are also doing a raised garden bed at our church community garden. And my husband, when I said, I'm going to go plant this, he said, you're not going to need the whole package of seeds. You're just going to need a few of them. But I may have overdone it. After seeing our garden and knowing what I planted, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize in advance to anybody that's planted beside me. Because I have a feeling in the next few months these pumpkin vines are gonna be out of control. They're gonna be everywhere. So there's probably going to be enough pumpkins for the whole neighborhood. But that's okay. I'm a student of life and I'm learning as I go, right? Chickens. Our chickens are doing great. For those of you that are placing bets, our chickens are still alive. We had some bets at work to see how long that they would last. Some didn't think that they would last a week, some didn't think that they would last until July. But here we are. It is July and they are huge. They've gotten so big. They love their new home, but they're doing great. And our girls will get in there and play with them. It's been neat to see them interact with them. We don't have any eggs yet, but soon, hopefully in August, we'll be collecting probably about a half a dozen eggs a day. So that's going to be exciting to see in addition to what we're pulling in from the garden each day too. Funny story about the chickens. Every once in a while, we'll let them out to kind of roam and stretch their legs a little bit outside of the run. And we decided one day that we were going to put the chickens in the garden because you know was saying that they're good for the garden because they'll help eat the bugs. So we thought, all right, well, while we're out of here today, we'll just kind of let them walk around with us and scope things out. But when it came time to put the chickens back in the coop, it was an absolute circus. <laughs> we, we were running and chasing and waving our hands and yelling at these chickens, darting in and around trees, trying to get all six back in. And I did not know how fast chickens are. With six of us and six chickens, you know, you would have thought that we would have been able to do this. It would have been easy, right? Not at all. They would fly off in different directions. They would take off running. You thought you had it under control and then it would just be total chaos. But we laughed so hard and the girls absolutely loved it. Chickens have been fun. Never had chickens before. So it's been a new experience for all of us, but they've certainly been fun. And a fun new addition. So that's part of it, right? You know, we're all having a lot of fun. We're loving the garden. We're enjoying the process. And that's really what it's all about. One of the things that I've really enjoyed the most is watching my husband and seeing how excited he gets over it all. He is literally like a kid on Christmas morning. He can hardly stand it. You know, he'll come in with his garden haul. I have to keep telling him, you need to wait a few more days. These aren't ripe yet. They need to get bigger. They're not done turning. But he just can't help himself. He swears that some of them just fell off and he's not picking too soon. He knows what he's doing. So we shall see. But it is, it's been really rewarding to see him and enjoy the fruits of our labor and know that all the planning and preparation and hard work and effort put into something like this garden and to see it pay off is really so rewarding. And with it being his first garden, he's done extremely well, um, really, really well with it. He's done a lot of research. And if you know Jacob, he is all in, You know, he's going to dive in, do the research, understand it first, and then he'll implement I guess when I say garden, what I really mean is a crop. It's a full-on crop. It is not your average backyard hobby garden. It is full-on crop. Those of you that do know Jacob, you know what I'm talking about. He is the definition of go big or go home. But he is so proud of what he's done, and he should be. It's like a new surprise for him. Again, it's like Christmas morning to go out there and see what's grown overnight. You'll go out one day, and the next day, it's not ready, and then today, it's ready. It's been really really cool to see. I think to know that you've done that with your hands, maybe with the help of a tractor or a tiller or two, but you've done that. You've had that vision. You've planted that seed with the faith and the hope that it's going to grow into something more. And it's really beyond yourself. It's such a trusting process. We don't have any irrigation to our garden. So we're totally relying and trusting God for the rain, the sun, and the soil to help it grow. And it is truly a miracle. This garden has taught us a lot of patience which with raising four girls, more patience can't be a bad thing. But you really do have to trust the process and know that it's going to produce in its time. Nature has such a beautiful way of teaching us lessons like patience and appreciation for each day. One thing that I wish that we had done Was to set up a time lapse camera. We did this for some of our um, buildings at the bank when we were building in the construction phase. You know, we would have a picture taken every single day from the start to finish. And so at the end of the build, at the end of the project, you go back and look and see that whole progression. I wish we had done that with our garden, but something we can do for next year, but just to see it unfold and to watch it grow. My husband does keep a journal and, you know, he's got his notes written down on what's worked, what didn't work the day that he planted, when they should be ripe, what to do next time. So it's been really good to kind of be a part of this whole process and just take it in. Another thing that the garden has done for me is it's really been a connection from my past to my present. The other day, I was able to make um, my grandmother's famous okra and tomatoes with the fresh vegetables from our garden. You know, my husband's like, I really love okra and tomatoes. And I said, I'm going to cook my grandmother's recipe. So it was neat to go back and be able to do that for him. That was also one of my dad's favorite foods to eat. So it brought back a lot of memories of growing up and, and reminded me of him. So I love that I can share that and connect that with my family today from something from my past. My mom has passed the torch on her canner. She's given that to me to be able to use when we want to can some vegetables. And so I feel like this is like a rite of passage, passing that on to us so that we can go forward and share that with our family. I remember growing up, there were a lot of afternoons, a lot of Saturdays, we would sit in the front yard of our house and with buckets of green beans and corn. And we would snap green beans and shut corn for hours. And I hated it at the time. I wanted to be with my friends. I wanted to be out swimming or doing something fun. But today, when I look back, I'm very grateful now that I have a garden of my own. And I appreciate my parents for teaching me. The fruits of my labor can be rewarding. And you can enjoy this harvest throughout the year. But taking the time to invest in that process um, and it's something I look forward to doing with my kids today. You know, I look forward to that opportunity with my family from the things that my parents taught me. And, you know, my mom teaching me her wisdom with, you know, here's how to can and carrying on that tradition. I think a lot of times from generation to generation, that's how things get lost. So keeping some of those traditions alive and passing that on is something that's pretty special. And this is kind of what I wanted to talk about today, just to give you an update, kind of let you know, check in a pulse on where we're at, but also just to kind of compare this to our lives. And it, it is a lot like our lives and the garden, like my parents, it is a beautiful teacher. And there's so many similarities and parallels that I've taken away from this whole process that I just wanted to share with you today. So it's going to be something simple, easily digestible, hopefully that you can can relate this as well. I want to go back to one point that I made, you know, kind of picking on my husband that sometimes he'll pick things and I'll tell him it's not ripe right yet. Maybe there's times in my life and there's some things that I've realized recently that I think I'm ready. And I think I've grown, I think I've progressed and maybe I'm not ripe yet. You know, maybe you're not ready to be picked either. You know, maybe you're like me, maybe you still have some growing to do. A lot of times I want to rush the process and I want to hurry and I want to get there fast and and I want to be there and I want to see results now, but maybe I need a few more days on the vine. Maybe I need to soak up the nutrients of the soil and drink the knowledge of my creator before I'm ready. Maybe I just need a little more time. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of times we get so caught up in, it has to be now and it doesn't have to be now. We can be patient. You know, I have to remind myself that everything is going to grow at its own pace just because it may be happening for somebody else doesn't mean that it's not happening for me. It's not going to happen for me or that I'm not right on track. I'm not right where I'm supposed to be. There's a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson that says, adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. And that is so true. Patience is a virtue. And in that same vein, if someone else is blooming before you, celebrate them because your time is coming. Now is their time. Your time will come. Be happy for them in that moment. And this is a lot like our garden. We have a lot of of vegetables that are right now and some that are still obviously in a very early stage. And I asked my husband, do you think we should have planted everything to be more in sync so that the harvest comes in at the same time? Or is it better to kind of space this out? And I think what I came to realize is that had we timed it out where everything happened all at the same time, we wouldn't have been able to enjoy and experiment cooking and learning the process with each vegetable. You know, I wouldn't have been able to take the okra and say, you know what? I remember this recipe of my grandmother's and our tomatoes came in at the same time and I'm going to make this for you. We wouldn't have had that opportunity to do that. And with each of them coming in on their own, at their own time, at their own pace, It's really giving us the opportunity to focus on what's right in front of us in the moment and take that in and all that it has to offer. So I am grateful. You know, maybe we'll do something different next year, but this year, this first year as we're getting kind of acclimated to the whole process, I'm really enjoying everything kind of coming in slowly on its own. I talked about creating a time-lapse of our garden. And sometimes when, when you're in the moment, you may see just the dirt or you may see weeds or you may see a bountiful harvest. You may have blooms that are popping out every day and the next day you're you're a squash or you're you're a zucchini or you're a tomato. And if we look at our lives, you know, kind of this time lapse of our life in that same way, what would we see? Are we appreciating each step of the growth process? Are we celebrating how far we've come? And are we thankful and showing gratitude for our results? Maybe it's a photo, maybe it's a journal, but take note of your progress and slow down so you can celebrate the progression of your growth journey because before you know it, you started out as a seed, grew into a plant, you're going to be a bountiful harvest someday. You're going to bless others with those results, which kind of leads me into my next comparison. So, so that sharing your blessing with others. One of the most rewarding things that I've gotten out of this garden is being able to share our harvest with other people. And it is such a proud and humbling experience. I'm so proud of what we've grown, yet I'm humble and I'm grateful because I know I didn't do this I didn't create it. You know, it's totally God's doing. And when we get to experience someone else and they'll send a picture or they'll text me and say, enjoy your vegetables from the garden tonight, or I see the meal that they've cooked. It is such a blessing to know that we've been blessed with this and are able to share that and pass that on with others. And when you look at your life and see that service and contribution is such a game changer, and it's really filling my heart these days and knowing that I can serve and I can contribute with what I've been given. I read a quote the other day and it said, plant trees under whose shade you do not plan to sit. And when I read that, I thought, why wouldn't I want to plant shade and enjoy that shade with that person? But that's not the point. The point is to do something for someone without expecting anything in return. Giving without expectation is the only way to give. Whether it's vegetables from our garden, my smile to somebody at McDonald's who's giving me my Dr. Pepper, Word of encouragement, sharing my talents with others, doing it without expectation is one of the greatest feelings in the world. And it's the only way that you're truly going to be blessed. Because what happens is, along that way of you blessing someone else, we ourselves become blessed. And the impact on us when creating that impact on someone else is often greater. So share your blessings. Even if you think that you have nothing to give, you do. It doesn't have to be a huge monetary gift, it can be your time. It could be your talents. It can be as simple as sending someone a note or lending an ear when they need someone to talk to or cooking a meal for a family that just had a baby. It doesn't have to be big to make a big impact. It just has to be from the heart and with the best intentions without expecting anything in return. Our garden could have dried up in the heat. It could have gotten overrun by bugs or disease. It could have gotten eaten by the deer, but with the fence that my husband built, it did not. didn't even have to produce anything, but it did. We have been blessed and we want to share that with other people. You have been blessed in your life. What can you do today to bless someone else? And remember, it doesn't have to be big to make a big impact. Try asking yourself, how did I serve today? You can make that a part of your daily action. Check in with yourself at the end of the night, you know, before you go to bed, before your head hits the pillow, how did I serve someone today? I had a friend that gave me a um, a gift for my birthday, and it talked about what impact did you create. That's two or three different questions, and one of the questions is how did you serve someone else? How did you create impact? And it really got me thinking about what am I doing to create impact every single day. And that's something that I practice at the end of the night, you know, before I lay down. Was it with my family? Was it with someone that I interacted with? Was it at work? Was it with myself? You know, did I do something to serve myself? But asking yourself how did I serve today. It will change your mindset. It will change how you think about going about your day. This whole bloom thing is a process. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. It can't be rushed. It's a process of becoming who you were created to be. We can't compare it to someone else's growth journey because we're all unique in our own way. We can't prevent weeds, bugs, or disease from showing up, but we can take action to make sure that we're cultivating positive growth in a strong mindset and be thankful for the progression of the process and where we are today. I'm so grateful for this big little garden of ours and the lessons that it's teaching me and my family. I'm also thankful for Bloom and the opportunity that's created for me to impact your life. And I hope that it inspires you to want to plant seeds of opportunity in others as well. So even if you don't have a physical garden, go and plant your garden of life and cultivate it so that you can grow and become ripe on the vine, ready to be shared with others. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon.